Given me faith through darkest days, keeping me on the narrow way. Jesus, Savior, help me stay. Fill me with hope. Fill me with faith. Darkness retreats at the touch of your hand. Jesus, Savior, help me to stand. Jesus, live through darkest days. Rejected by men, despising the shame. Man of sorrow, acquainted with grief. He gave his life so we may be free. Jesus, Savior, help me today. Fill me with hope. Darkness retreats at the touch of your hand. Jesus, Savior, help me to stand. I know that Jesus died for me. He canceled my debt at Calvary. He rose from the dead and unlocked heaven's door. Trust in his love and live evermore. Jesus, Savior, help me today. Fill me with hope. Fill me with faith. Darkness retreats at the touch of your hand. Jesus, Savior, help me to stand. All right. Well, if you have your Bibles, open up to the Gospel of John. Doubt this is. No doubt this is familiar scripture to everyone. It's really been on my heart for the last week or so. I just want to follow the Lord this morning. So we'll read starting at the first verse there. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. Oh, I'm sorry, chapter 3. <laughs> getting ahead of myself. I'm so excited to preach about it, I didn't want to tell you the chapter. Chapter 3. I'm going to have to go back and review that. I, I said the chapter. Absolutely not. <laughs> Daggone it. Alright, chapter 3. So you guys should have just knew where I was at. Alright, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. 
The same came by night, came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, for no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered and said unto him, How can these things be? Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, and knowest not these things? Again, verily, verily, I say unto thee, We speak that we do know, and testify that we have seen, and ye, have, and ye receive not our witness. If I have told you earthly things, and ye believe not, how shall you believe if I tell you of heavenly things? And no man hath ascended up to heaven, but he that came down from heaven, even the Son of Man which is in heaven. And as, Moses, and as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And we'll stop right there. So this morning, we want to take a few minutes to look at that phrase there that Jesus told Nicodemus about. Being born again. Now, you might think about being born again, kind of like Nicodemus, which we'll get to in a minute. Sounds a little weird, don't it? How can that actually happen? I'm a little big for that, right? But we want to get into that. We want to see what, how Jesus explains things, how, Nicod- how Nicodemus responds. And again, we just want to follow the Lord this morning. So have you ever been, have you ever went to something expecting a certain thing but when you got there, you got something completely different. Does that resonate to anybody? I feel like that's exactly what happened here with Nicodemus. I feel like he was expecting a certain thing, a certain response, and he got something completely different. But he got what he needed. And that's what we all need to hear this morning. So first, let's look at Nicodemus. Who knows much about Nicodemus? Question and answer. Who was Nicodemus? Pharisee. You guys are like, you're supposed to tell us that. I, I like to question you. He was a Pharisee. What else? Ruler of, the Jews. Ruler of the Jews. He was a teacher. He was a member of the Sanhedrin, which was the Jewish council. How many people were on that? Anybody know? The whole, was it like 70? Does that sound right? I need to look at John at home. 70? He was a a chief authority among the Jews. He was respected. He was intelligent. All those things. He was a devout follower of the law. I was just thinking all those stuff, all the things that he probably did daily that probably puts us to shame. No doubt he prayed like he was supposed to. He got in the Word like he was supposed to. He probably memorized all of it. He probably had it all memorized. Puts us all to shame. When I first read this, I was kind of going through it like, what were his intentions? 
What were Nicodemus's intentions with this meeting with Jesus? I don't think we really know for sure. It doesn't really say. But he went to him by night. So I'm, I'm like, well, maybe he thought he could lose his position if he went to Jesus. If someone saw it. You know, did he want Jesus' undivided attention because of all the crowds? I mean, there's so many things that I was just thinking through of like, you know, why? But he was drawn to Jesus. It says he was drawn to him because of his teaching and his miracles. In fact, he said, we, we, we know you were sent by God because of your teaching and your miracles. But he never got to a question. I kind of, in my head as I was studying some pictures, was, was that a situation where you had a but? We know you're a, a, a man sent by God, but. We like your miracles, but. It's kind of what I was envisioning there. But Jesus jumps right in. Jesus knew his heart. Jesus knew his intentions. Jesus knew what he needed to hear. Just like he knows what you need to hear sitting here this morning. He knew it. And he jumps right in. Verily, verily. Now, that, anytime anyone said verily, verily, that was to get someone's attention. That was important. So pay attention, hear it, hear what I'm saying. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And this confused Nicodemus. It wasn't what he was expecting to hear. He took it literally. He's like, huh? What? Say that again? You want me to do what? How's that even possible? It confused him. How is it even possible? How can someone be born again? Naturally. It's not possible. Can't you imagine when he said those things, Jesus kind of shaking his head like, he's not getting it. <laughs> That's what he would do to me. He's not, Bob's not getting it again. I kind of picture that. But what, what do you think, what kind of reaction would you get if you, if you told someone or asked someone about them being born again, or if you told them you were born again, what kind of reaction do you think you'd get? You'd probably have some people like, what the heck are you even talking about? Wouldn't you? Or you'd have the, oh, you're one of those, one of those Jesus freaks. Or you might get, well, you're one of those needy people. You need that crutch of Jesus. Anybody ever heard that? You, you, you could, no telling what you might get. You're messed up. You know, oh, you, you were one of those, you were an alcoholic, or you were a drug addict, and you needed this and you needed that. But this story tells me things are a little different. Because Nicodemus had it all together. Didn't he? He was intelligent. No doubt he was wealthy. Lived the best he could according to the law and all the thousand rules that they had. Surely, if anyone didn't need Jesus, it was him, right? And all of us are like, man, we really need Jesus. But can't you imagine what's going through his head? All those things. 
I've been doing this all these years. And now you're saying I need to do this instead of all that? Can you imagine that? But it's the same thing for us. Well, I've been religious all my life. I've been to that church on Little Bear Road all my life. I don't even got baptized. <coughs> that doesn't mean anything. Unless you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, those things mean nothing. And that's what Jesus is telling Nicodemus here. Unless you are born again, you will not see the kingdom of heaven. You will not see the kingdom of heaven. You see, the Jews, the chosen ones, they thought they were already going in. They just had to follow the laws of the best. Pray 30 times a day or whatever it was. They were good. Kind of like some of us. Well, my grandpa was a preacher. I'm good. Mom and dad took me to church. I'm good. I was VBS all week. I'm good. I didn't cuss anyone out. I didn't fly the bird. I didn't do that. I'm good. None of us are good. <coughs> every single one of us sitting here this morning and everyone out those doors needs a Savior. Amen. Amen. Every single one of us. And that's exactly what this story is about. The whole Bible is about a redemption story. It's about us messing up. Us not being good enough. It's about us sinning and being born into sin. But you see this Savior, God, He sent His only begotten Son and He came in the flesh. He was fully God and fully human at the same time to come and die for every single one of us here and everyone in the world. That verse 16 there, we all know it. Whosoever believeth in Him for everyone but you just think, I'm, I'm good enough. I haven't done anything wrong. I haven't been mean. I haven't. It doesn't matter. If Nicodemus needed a Savior, every single one of us needs a Savior. He's talking again that second time he hits it there. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. So there's so many interpretations out there you can read. It's just talking about your, your physical birth. Your physical birth. So every one of us meet that criteria because we're here, right? But that spiritual birth is different. That spiritual birth is of God. The Holy Spirit comes in and takes over. Completely different. And it's also unexplainable. I can get up here, Tony can get up here, John can get up here. It's, it's hard to explain salvation. It really is. But I can tell you for sure that the Holy Spirit is inside of me. That's all I can tell you. I can tell you my experience. As a nine-year-old boy, I was sitting on line in line crest. And Sister Helen came up right around her and son, you need to be saved. I was dumbfounded. I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. Honestly, I don't even know if I got saved that morning. I really don't. Something changed, though. Because some years later, 
I was driving home from work. You've heard the story. Listening to a preacher on, on the radio for some reason. And Jesus said, Son, remember, you're mine. And that changed everything. Again, I don't know if I was saved when I was nine. I don't know if I was saved when I was 20. But something changed. Mm-hmm. It was that spiritual birth. Mm-hmm. It changed. It changed me. And it's still changing me. Just sitting, reading this week and studying. He's still changing me from the inside out. And if you're born again, He's changing you too. That's the difference. It's supernatural. We can't explain it. Kind of like the wind that He uses there. You can feel it. Isn't it nice to get a nice cool breeze in your face? You can't explain it. You can't explain where it comes from. It's the same thing. It's supernatural. Being saved. The Holy Spirit gives us that spiritual life. And He says, marvel not. You shouldn't be surprised by this, Nicodemus. You're a teacher. You should know these things. You should know the whole Old Testament pointed to me. You should know that. Well, if you don't know that, the whole Old Testament points to Christ. Points to a Messiah that was to come to save the world. And again, He came. God came. He was divine and He was human. He came and lived on this earth 33 and a half years without sin. We can't live five minutes without sin. He willingly died in our place. He was that propitiation for sin. He satisfied the wrath of God that we deserve. He took our place. Except a man be born again, he cannot enter in the kingdom of God. Not enter the kingdom of God. I kind of picture that conversation. Like Jesus is like, Nicodemus, don't you know who I am? I'm all that old scripture that you've been studying. That's me. That's me. He's sitting there right in front of him. Well, he might not be sitting right here this morning. But his word's here. His Holy Spirit's here. And you could be saved this morning. That spiritual birth this morning. You know, Nicodemus thought all the works he had done, all that stuff that he had done made him acceptable to God. His ethnicity, his daily prayers, his good works, his good behavior, all those things, all those checkboxes like we talked about a few weeks ago, he thought he was good enough. None of us are good enough. The best of the best isn't good enough. Every single one of us have this human nature. Every single one of us were born with this sin. This sinful nature. And the only answer is Jesus. What's the answer for the little kids? Jesus. That's the answer for us. It's Jesus. And that's what the world needs to hear too. The answer is Jesus. It's about a relationship with Him. You know, isn't it amazing? I've been just studying different things about the Bible. Isn't it amazing that, that God entered His own story? That's amazing to me. It's like, why would He do that? That was the only way. 
That was the only hope of redemption was Him to come and die. Otherwise, every one of us will be on our way to a sinner's hell that was created for Satan and his angels. It wasn't intended for us at all. It wasn't intended for us at all. In fact, the Gospel is for everyone. It is for everyone. You know, just sitting here thinking, looking out at all of you. You know, most of us are in the same color. Most of us are, they, we're all dressed alike. We all look alike. It ain't about any of that. It's about a Savior that came and bled and died. For you and for me. You might be rich. You might be poor. You might be old. You might be young. Jesus came and died for you. You might have $100,000 in the bank. You might have 10 cents. Jesus came and died for you. You might pray once a week. You might pray 30 times a week. Jesus came and died for you. You might get in your Bible once a week. You might not get in your Bible at all. Jesus died for you. Get in your Bible. Sorry, I had to get that in there. We have this tendency to look at and see people like us. Well, I might invite them because they kind of look like us. Wash that stuff away. Get rid of it. Jesus died for everyone. Everyone. Regardless of color, regardless. And He took our place to redeem us. Like I said, that Bible, it's a redemption story. Why? Verse 16. For God so loved the world. That's why. He created us. He wants a relationship with us. And that sin separates us away from Him. Jesus' death brings us back together with Him. It gives us a way to to God. And you know, the the one thing that I really got out of this that just stuck with me is Jesus is saying here, there's no other way. The world thinks there's many ways to God. The Bible, the truth, says there's one way to God. And that is through the blood of the Lamb. Don't listen to Oprah. Listen to the Word. Get in the Word. The world's going to tell you all kinds of different things. Surely Surely you're a good person. I've I've heard this before. Surely God wouldn't send a good person to hell. He's not. In fact, He made a way that you didn't have to go to hell. You just have to accept it. You just have to believe it. It's nothing hard. I've been thinking about that too. You know, we make, well, you got to walk down here 15 steps. You get on your knee. You got to pray this certain prayer. Right there, it just says you just got to believe. You just got to believe in Jesus, who he was and what he came to do. That's it. We make it so difficult sometimes. That's all it is. You just have to believe. The other thing here is Jesus doesn't say it's an option. He doesn't say it's optional. He doesn't say, well, you should be saved. Or I would recommend you be saved. He says, you must be born again. Amen. There's a big difference in those. There's a big difference. And in fact, there's eternal implications on what you decide. Born again.
Like I said, it's not about how many times we fail, how many times we mess up. I fail every day. Ask God for to forgive me. I try to live the best I can. I try to do the right things, but we still fail in this in this human nature. But He still saved me. Amongst my mess, amongst all this mess, He still saved us. And because of that, we're heirs of God and joint heirs of Christ. And one day He's coming back to take us home. And there we'll spend eternity with Him. And that's all that'll matter. That's all that'll matter. That's all that will matter. <clears throat> like I said, you just have to believe. You just have to believe. And to believe in something, you can be six or you can be 78. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your Savior, your Lord and Savior, Don't leave here this morning without without being able to say, I was born again. I was saved. I was converted. Whatever you want to call it. That spiritual rebirth that changes everything. And I've heard it several times. And I'm going to keep saying it and keep saying it and keep saying it. That is the most important decision you will ever make. The world wants to tell you otherwise. But that is the most important decision you will ever make. I've made a lot of really bad ones. But I always look back to that one that I made except for him. And that's all that matters. Amen. And it wasn't because I was good. It wasn't because I was white. It wasn't because I was poor. It was because he loved me. Amen. That's it. So Nicodemus thought he, he thought he was good. And he got a little what he wasn't expecting. But I guarantee you it's what he needed to hear. You could be here this morning. Could be your first time here. Not expecting certain things. In this church you're going to hear about a man named Jesus. Whether it's me, Tony, John, or whoever. You're going to hear about a man named Jesus who came and bled and died. To save a wretch like me. Brother Mike or Brother Jeff, you'll get a verse of a song. Like I said, if you're here this morning and you don't have that relationship with Him, this world is so unpredictable. You don't know when your last day is going to be. You really don't. Could be today, could be 30 years from now. But that still small voice is knocking on your heart's door. Answer this morning. Cry out to the Lord, save me. And again, you don't have to do anything spectacular. Lord, save me. I believe in you. That's all it takes. That's all it takes. As we stand, have one verse of the song. Mm-hmm.